everybody. I'm Marin, and this is my husband, Dallin. We're just two ordinary people who fell in love and had some kids. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of marriage, parenting, and pretty much anything else. We promise to keep things real and maybe even make you laugh. We also talk to some people who know a lot more than we do. We hope this is a place where you can feel understood, enlightened, and entertained. Thank you for joining both Both of us. Welcome to the podcast today, both of users. We need to figure out, like, what the name is. Is it both of us E's? <laughs> Something like that. I'm Down Drew Bay, and I'm here with my awesome wife, Marin Drew Bay. How are you doing, Marin? Good. I feel like sometimes our days are so crazy and so busy that this podcast is the first time we get to really, like, say hello to each other. So it's kind of like, I want to catch up with you after a really busy day. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> At 11.15 p.m. 11.15 p.m. That is the time we are recording Mountain right standard now. time. <laughs> uh, we, we just, uh, we think you guys are awesome. And we want to talk about something really, really cool today. Um, something that we're passionate about. And that is side hustles. Yeah, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, which is actually a very small portion of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Get that Instagram going thing, guys. Come on. Go, go follow, follow us. us. at Both of Us Podcast. <laughs> we got no one. <laughs> um, we, talk, we let you know that today we were going to be talking about side hustles, and we had a good reaction. A lot of you were really excited about that, and we are too, because obviously this podcast is a side hustle, and so this is a topic we have a lot to say about. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I have a question for you. What is a side hustle? Even to start out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Maybe that's like too slang. <laughs> um, well, I actually looked up a lot of definitions of side hustles online. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Well, you prepare and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like the most common definition I found, besides just a job you do on the side, is a job you do for yourself. Something that you do where you are your own boss, you create your own hours, you're doing something that you decided to do, and you are you are in charge of yourself. Hmm. See, now, if anyone knows me well, <laughs> they know that I tend to always like debate even with the dictionary. So I don't know if I completely agree with that. You know why? Because I think that a side hustle is any side income or side thing you're working on building while working or something Mm. like that, or while being a full-time mom or while being a full-time anything else, it's something you do on the side, but maybe we should let our Instagram followers decide that for us. Let us know in the comments for this episode and through email and Instagram and all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. So what do you think a side hustle is? I would agree with you, though, because there are so many side hustles that that you do where mm-hmm. you do have somebody who's hired you to do it. Sure. So I, I really don't think there's a clear definition, mostly because side hustle in itself is a slang term. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I think all of you get the point. Um, and also on Instagram, we did a little poll 
mm-hmm. to find out how many of our Instagram followers have side hustles and what kind of side hustles you have. And again, I mean, we have now over 11,000 listeners and less than 700 followers on Instagram. <laughs> so this is a very small portion of those of you who listen. But of those 700. <laughs> <laughs> um, but about... of you said, yes, you do have a side hustle, which was really cool to see that there are so many people doing their, you know, their passions on the side. And we also asked what that side hustle was and if you could share it with us. And there was a lot of really cool examples. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of um, hairstylists or anyone who does any type of cosmetology or aesthetics, Mm -hmm. aesthetics. Estheticians. Those of you who do eyelashes, wax, eyebrows, etc., makeup, all of that. Um, A lot of fitness coaches. Mm, mm -hmm. A lot of voice or music teachers. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think the most popular one by far was photographers. There are a lot of you who Mm -hmm. do photography on the side, which is very cool and impressive. I cannot do photography. Photography, it's so, I mean, this is cool. Yeah. I don't think this has been what has happened in, you know, history. I don't think this is very common that this many people have these many, this many side hustles going on, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, we could discuss what we think the reason for that is I personally think it has to do with, first of all, I mean like (laughs) 80% of you are millennials. And I think that our, this demographic of millennials, we just have higher living expenses Mm -hmm. for our age group. At least in the U S yeah. In the U S schooling is so expensive right now, higher Mm -hmm. than it's ever been. And I think we do have to find ways to to provide and mm-hmm. to make money. But I also think that this demographic of people just have a passion mm-hmm. for what they want to pursue. And a lot of us um, don't necessarily want to fall into doing something we don't really love doing. And so we find ways to do what we love to do. <laughs> I feel like I've said the word do like 50 <laughs> times. Just do. Um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I I agree with you on that. I think maybe it's a symptom of being told your whole life, grow up and do what you love, <laughs> which yeah. really that's not super practical most of the time, but maybe it's a symptom of that. But I also think we have a unprecedented amount of accessibility now that we never had before, meaning you can go online and advertise to at least, you know, between 500 to 1,000 people that you know that you are doing something. You could go on there and say, I do photography, give me $10 and I'll take a picture of you. And Mm -hmm. then you have a huge group of people that are looking at that that have never happened before, right? Yeah, I mean, think about how even back in the 90s and the 80s and really any time before the 2010s, you had to pay the big bucks for ad space, oh, yeah. either on TV or in a newspaper or mm-hmm. on a billboard or whatever. Sure. But now, essentially, we all have free ad space yeah. anytime we want on to, social to media. To people that are prone to give you support first, 
right? Like your family mm-hmm. and friends are going to support you in your endeavors more than a stranger would. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, if you look at progression in technology, like if we talk about photography, for a long time, the equipment to take pictures was so expensive. And the process before mm-hmm. digital photo, I mean, developing my, in a my uncle has room. been a photographer forever. And like, I remember watching him develop film and yeah. it was a tedious process. And mm-hmm. now it's so, I mean, it's so much easier. You plug in the, the little memory card into your computer and they're all there. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and, but that's the thing that's kind of cool is, you know, you can't at the same time, you can't just buy a digital camera or a video camera or a uh, any of this this cosmetic stuff. You can't just buy that and then know how to do it. You have to be able to put yourself out there and practice. Mm-hmm. But that's another thing that's cool. You can hop on YouTube and watch a bunch of tutorials on how to do things you didn't know how to do mm-hmm. before. So in a weird way, it's awesome and it's a huge blessing that you can really go after any of your passions and make money off of them if you do it right. But it also is kind of the curse you're saying of needing to cost of living so much crazy higher than it's been mm-hmm. in a long time. So like we have to do it, but <laughs> you have to do it, it's but easier. it's at least easier than not. <laughs> the Internet. I think the Internet is really the reason to as to why we have so many more side hustling people. Just yeah. like you said, it's it's way more accessible to learn and access different hobbies and different things so mm-hmm. well do you know the internet itself being put together was a side hustle <laughs> yeah, i can't I remember the found like not there's not there wasn't a founder of the internet but the original creators names but i do remember reading that it was something they were doing on the side while they're working on other stuff yeah i mean most good things come from someone working on the side in the late hours of the <laughs> night right yep uh, Which yeah is what we're doing like now. right now <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of us, so I have been asked a lot, and those of you who have sent messages will know that it was you. I'm not going to refer to a certain person because there's probably been like 15 to 20 of you (laughs) who have messaged me and asked something along the lines of, how did you become a writer? How did you get into writing? Yeah. How does that work? And I don't like... (laughs) to advertise about this really, but I'm just answering. I mean, a lot of you have reached out and this is my side hustle. So I'm going to talk about it for just a second. I would say I've always been a writer like my whole life. (laughs) That's true. She has some great books from when she was four. (laughs) Let me tell (laughs) you. Good quality stuff. No, um, other than any other passion I've had in my life, including dance and theater and nursing and child development, any of those, the one thing that has stayed very consistent my whole entire life has been writing. And so I I never know what to say when people say, when did you start writing? I just say I was a child. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I as a side hustle, I write for several different blogs. Um mm-hmm. Several that have to do with motherhood specifically. I love writing about motherhood. I also have written copy for different sites and businesses. Um, Copy is just like the random words that you see 
anywhere online. Mm-hmm. On websites <laughs> or copywriters or what the ad industry mm-hmm. refers to as the scripts that are written for videos and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm also an editor. I've I've mm-hmm. edited um, a couple of different books mm-hmm. and for different people and um, people will just send me essays or articles for different websites and have me edit them real quick. So that is a side hustle that I do to try and contribute to our family. It's obviously something I love doing, which is important and why I take the time away from being a mom to do it because I love it. And I would love to become, you know, a published author one day, publish a book. That's Mm -hmm. kind of my goal. Yeah. Well, and I think, when they ask the question, when do you start writing? I think that was a good answer when you're a little kid. But out of my curiosity, and I think listeners would be interested to know, when did you start, I guess, start making money off of writing? Um, I've submitted articles here and there over the last several years. Mm-hmm. And occasionally one or two has been published or I've edited a piece or two. Yeah. Pretty much since we got married. It's been, but the process has been you've reached out, right? I mean, like, how Mm -hmm. did that, how do you go from liking writing to then writing with some of these people? Like, how how do these people reaching out to you know that you can do that? You have to put yourself out there. So for Mm. those of you who are writers, and I know there are a lot of you who love to write, um, it requires a lot of rejection, a lot of trying and trying again a lot of waiting and patience. I mean, I remember submitting articles to like 10 or 15 different websites and not hearing back from any of them for several months until finally two or three of them reached back with an offer to publish some of my work. And so it takes a lot of patience and you have to not give up. I think that it it's easy to give up when you try and you put yourself out there and no one responds, but you have to not give up because someone will yeah, eventually. And then the once you've published on one site, it's so much easier to be published on another site sure. and so on and so Snowballs, forth. right? Yeah. Until eventually you get to publish a book and that's <laughs> kind of my goal. It's <laughs> the trajectory headed on. So what you're saying is behind, you know, talking about the success that you've been able to have, are hours and hours of rejection on top of that. Lots right? of rejection. Yeah. For a few <laughs> acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what is worth it, right? Now, do you feel like that was, you know, was it worth it to go through all that to be where you're at right now? Yeah. And I mean, I still get rejected and I still, sure. I'm still submitting and it just gets easier as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's still a process. I mean, I'm still not where I want to be, so I'm still growing. Oh, that's awesome. I really, Maren's the best writer in the whole world. You? No, no, no. The, no. <laughs> that is. <coughs> that's what I think. Um, forget Shakespeare. <laughs> forget, forget the great works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So you do um, writing for our podcast, too. Yeah, and we'll get into that when we talk about our our podcast. But yeah, I do. Um, I write. Yep. For our podcast too. But Dallin has several side hustles too. He's gonna kind of 
simplify, <laughs> I guess, because there's like a long list. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we can we can narrow it down. I just have a lot of things I get passionate about, and Marin's awesome and supportive when I get on these little side ventures that I really enjoy doing. When we were first married, I made a board game. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, d- he did. He made a board game. It was yeah, awesome. It got distributed a little bit. And you know what's funny is it was literally called Side Hustle. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. I totally we forgot should, about that until we started recording Can they buy your board that. game somewhere? I don't. Maybe they can. Okay. If you can, we will link to it because it's actually a really fun game. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, if we can dig that up and figure out a way to link it, I will I'll link it up for you guys. It's funny. Oh, that is funny. Well, anyway, um I do a lot of cinematography. I really dislike the term videography. It's not a real thing, but that's what everyone uses, so that's, you know, videography or whatever. Um but the only reason I do a lot of that is because I got into weddings. Really like doing wedding videos. My brother's a wedding photographer, so we just kind of put packages together and reached out to a lot of people we knew. And I've taught a lot of music lessons as well. I'm a mm-hmm. musician, and I started out, you know, offering neighborhood kids to learn guitar for two bucks a <laughs> lesson so that I could learn how to become better at teaching through that process Mm -hmm. the main thing i do now as a side hustle though is i've got this company and me and meredith formed this together called drew bay media and i do a lot of consulting for companies i create marketing campaigns i create advertisements and i help rebuild their websites i have a lot of really awesome contractors that work for me that are also doing their own side hustles right Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of fun I it's there's a lot of passion behind it. I think another one of my favorite side hustles is making sure I'm the best dad that I can be. That's your main hustle. That's not your side hustle. (laughs) That's true. I say side hustle because I think side hustles to me also mean something you put a lot of passion into. I don't think that a lot of times our main work or main source of income is technically the thing you have the most passion for. I know it's not for me. That's not yeah. the thing I feel the You're most passionate about. You're lucky if it is. You are I mean, lucky if it is. The goal is that it is, right? Sure, but I'm, I'm, you know, open and transparent with our awesome podcasting family and saying that my main source of income is not the thing I'm as passionate about as the side stuff. And so that's, you know, what I mean. I think that parenting, it's, it's an actual hobby. I can call it a hobby because I spend a lot of time researching it and a lot of time trying to improve it and a lot of time trying to figure out how I can be the best dad that I can be for the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm passionate about and wish I could be <laughs> home spending more time doing because they're awesome. Well, you're great. You don't give yourself enough credit. I, I mean, Dallin is a very talented videographer he I mean he's produced some really beautiful wedding videos and other random videos that people have asked him to make a lot of tv ads (laughs) he's done I mean if you go to his Vimeo page you can watch our birth videos that he made for our Mm -hmm. boys I mean he's just he's very talented at videography you're being too nice there's much (laughs) Much better than myself. And we have little kids coming to our house several times a week for Dallin to teach guitar. Which and big kids. <laughs> and older. 
<laughs> kids is really fun and that's a side hustle teaching yeah. guitar so he really i don't he does it all and i would say another this isn't a side hustle but he's also a full-time student so yeah just doing lots of stuff trying to get a master's degree trying to do a podcast trying to run a business <laughs> trying to raise a family we're all we're both very busy and we don't I sleep. think everybody's <laughs> very busy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't know how I hear about these stories from all these, uh, the Instagram stories we were hearing about what people are doing. Like, I have no idea how you make time for all these things. I think we all mm-hmm. look at each other and go, how in the world are you doing that? How mm-hmm. are you finding the time to pull all that stuff off? Yeah. I remember one that you didn't mention before that's completely different from any of these. And it might be interesting to talk about for a second. I know I'm interested in it. You have also done some artistic stuff. You've used your eye for art and decor to do a lot of lettering stuff. Mm. Hier- is it called hieroglyphics or whatever? Hieroglyphics. <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> calligraphy. You know, the- calligraphy. <laughs> yeah, I I go and I find random caves and I etch <laughs> pictures on the caves. Uh-huh. And I pretend that they are ancient and I sell tickets for people to come and see them. (laughs) I wonder if those ancient hieroglyphics were side hustles for the people that did them. I think they literally had nothing else to do. Did they not get paid to do that? I have no clue. Ten bucks an hour and you to draw on the wall? (laughs) Ten pebbles. Ten Ten pebbles an hour. Um, yeah, I did. I started a little business. I don't advertise it. And the reason is not because I don't want business, but almost because I don't want business. No time. (laughs) (laughs) There's no time anymore. Yeah, I started it last. It's almost been a year. Wow. Yeah, I started last November and um, it was more successful than I anticipated. And it took up a lot of my time. Mm hmm. But yeah, lettering, calligraphy pieces, um, you can, I mean, go check out Miss May Lettering <laughs> Instagram. But um, I hear that if you ask for something <laughs> to purchase from there, you won't get a response back for a long time. <laughs> no, if you, if you message me and you have a project you'd like me to do, I will do it. I just don't advertise it as much because I've gone very yeah. busy. Um, but yeah, I do that if you are interested in that. Um. And one other thing I want to add is what I'm currently working on, which is becoming a doula and a Mm -hmm. lactation consultant, which is also going to be a side hustle. I hope to have more time to pursue in the future. It's a really rewarding job. So anyways, enough about that. (laughs) Enough about those things. (laughs) We only talked about them because you asked. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we left out. Sorry, we left out the the main thing. My favorite thing that we do, and that's the podcast. This has been absolutely amazing. I love this. I would do this as my full-time job forever and ever. I This is the best thing in the world. It's been so fun. Yeah, so the podcast is also a side hustle for mm-hmm. us. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> And we've also gotten a lot of emails and messages asking, like, we would love to have a behind-the-scenes kind of episode about your podcast. And we didn't feel like we could really fill an entire episode about that. (laughs) Because some of the the behind-the-scenes is pretty boring. (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I use this compressor and then I move the EQ this direction. Yeah, no, we're not going to. You've lost me that. and you've lost them. Exactly. I hope you didn't <laughs> drop off forever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we have the podcast. It's been running now successfully for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a side hustle for us. So we thought we would just do a little teensy I guess behind the scenes, why we started and how we produce behind the scenes. How we make this thing happen. So it starts out with Marin being brilliant and coming up with all of these wonderful topics. (laughs) I don't know that I want to take the credit for. (laughs) Um, Why did we start it? We get asked this all the time because me and you can never agree on what podcasts listen to. Me and Marin are huge into podcasts. We love them, but we always get in the car for the road trip down to visit her family in Henderson, Nevada. And it's a long drive and we can never agree on which podcast to listen to. And so we said, Hey, what if we made a podcast that, well, first it was, what if we find a podcast that has both a husband and a wife on it? that was interesting content for both of us. And then we were deciding, wait, what if we make it? <laughs> yeah. That's honestly how it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really saw a lack of just a fun, lighthearted marriage, parenting, family oriented podcast done by a husband and a wife together a husband and a wife that was directed for husbands and wives to listen to. Mm-hmm. So that was our main goal. Yep. And for those who don't, we we made like a format that we follow as far as what we release. And I don't think it's super clear what it is, but we always do one together. And then Marin will do an interview. We do one together. Then I do an interview. That's what we've tried. And that's to. what we've tried to do. And it's, it's not been a perfect fun. pattern, but it's been yeah. fun to do that format. Um, we've talked with some really cool people that I never thought in a million years we'd just get to talk to and interview mm-hmm. on this thing. But yeah, we we did after talking to each other about what we wanted in a podcast, we thought about how, you know what? Like we have a lot to say about different subjects, <laughs> we but we are not experts. <laughs> so know. let's start reaching out to some people who can give new and interesting perspectives to yeah. marriage and parenting topics. And I mean, I hope you guys have loved all of the guests we've had on. We're going to have some really amazing guests later in the season too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been kind of the reason, the Mm -hmm. why. The why behind it. And honestly, I can't, you know, go without saying that there's some convenience behind it. I already have a ton of recording equipment because I've recorded a lot of music and stuff. So, as a hobby. And so, I have a ton of recording equipment that we didn't need to purchase. We could just use what we had. Marin liked writing. We both like talking until the end of time. So it no, it just seemed like the stars aligned and it has gone really well. Really well, and our it. hobbies just kind of worked out. Dallin knows how to design websites. Mm-hmm. I um, am a social person, so I do. I run our social media, mm-hmm. and um, I guess I would say I'm used to mar- the marketing side of things. So working with sponsors isn't crazy or anything. I'm used to we're just kind of it just fit. It was a good fit. So how does it happen? How does it work? Um. So we actually began recording episodes back in January, even though we didn't release until July. Yep. And most of those were our interview. 
And some of them, some of them were practices because some mm-hmm. of them didn't go so well. Yeah. So I think that preparation is key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we are up to date. So all of the content that you're going to receive from here on out in the season will have been recorded either the week of or the week before you hear it. Or the day before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which I think is fun, too. I enjoy hearing podcasts where I know that they had just recorded it. I feel like I'm with them more. Um, And that's kind of what we want to shift to, because I think we were nervous about just, you know, getting on on the air, quote unquote, and just you know, not knowing exactly how it's going to go. I think this has been great. We've gotten more confident and I think kind of transitioning over into what feels more like a truly live and current show is where we're headed. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. I like that we've been evolving and receiving your feedback and listening to the things you guys have, have told us to do. And it's been been really cool to move forward and the amount of you that listen i mean it's mind-blowing i know we are just like we are so grateful we thank you for listening to us and we hope you'll continue to reach out and and let us know what you think um yeah we know that your listens are earned we know that it's not just you know it's it's really lucky that we get you guys and we don't want to waste your time we don't want to waste the 40 minutes that you have to listen to these things. So we want to make sure that the content that we put out is engaging and interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I guess I would say like the basic process is we we actually have our entire season laid out as far as topics go. That mm-hmm. was something we decided a long time ago. Um, and as far as interviewees, we, I mean, that has taken a little bit longer process to fill the slots and mm-hmm. we still reach out to people and have people on the show and have people and people sign up. cancel and new people reach out. And so it's been, it's kind of fun to <laughs> coordinate all that. Yeah. So when do we usually write and record our episodes? <laughs> well, <laughs> because things are so busy and we have two amazing little boys that we want to spend as much time with as we can, we have to wait till they're asleep. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, we try and put them to bed at around nine or between seven and nine. <laughs> we try at seven. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. We try at seven. Sometimes it doesn't go super well. So nine o'clock rolls around. Marin will write kind of an outline and we'll discuss the topic together to get ideas about what we're going to do. And then, Sometimes we start at 11, sometimes we've started at 1. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, some caffeine is used. Caffeine's sometimes. very important for this process. So, <laughs> but it's fun. Um, I mean, it's it's a late night discussion that we get to have together and It's like the late night show. It's the late night show, but We're like Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> basically. Exactly. We we are we are Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to make it clear though that our episodes are not fully scripted right we there are a lot of podcasts i listen to that i very much enjoy that are fully scripted Mm -hmm. ours are not i feel like the discussion format is is our style Mm -hmm. so we do have an outline of what we're going to cover just because we would ramble on for probably four hours if we didn't have a set kind of focus on what we would be focusing on. And some, some bullet people points. right now are like, you're rambling right now. <laughs> like, Dallin, you talk so much. 
No, I talk a lot too. So we record with, for anyone that's interested, um, we use Samson G-Track. So I have to do a lot. It's these straight USB mics. We record in Pro Tools and there's a lot of post editing I have to do because they're not the best mics in the world, but they get the job mm-hmm. done. So I edit and mix and master the podcast in Adobe Audition because mm-hmm. I already have the Adobe Suite. That probably made no sense to a lot of people, so just ignore it. <laughs> but those that are interested, that's the details behind that. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But, I mean, I want it to be known that we're very lucky that you know how to edit audio. Mm-hmm. There are so many podcasters who have to pay to send their audio to a sound mixer to, you know, mm-hmm. cut out the little weird noises that happen or the little coughs and sneezes and stuff. Well, and there's stuff that goes into the mixing, like the fact that I can whisper soft and then I can talk loud and like it stays relatively the same volume. It's not going to explode in your car or wherever you're listening to this. And we have had episodes that have exploded in people's ears and we want to apologize for that. It's been a learning process, okay? (laughs) I mix music, okay? (laughs) I've been learning. (laughs) So, yeah, give us feedback and let us know if it's improved. Um, but yeah, we're really lucky that Dallin does our audio mixing. We save money that way. Yeah. For sure. And it's fun. And how do we release the actual episodes? Well, this is probably something not a ton of people know. It might be interesting. I don't know if it is or not, so I'll go pretty quick. To With podcasts, you have to host the audio files on your own website. So we release it. It's kind of like a blog. You On, our, on bothofus.net, you'll find blog posts that have this audio, the, the episode in the post, as well as the descriptions that Marin writes and the show notes that Marin writes. And then what you do is through a thing called the metadata, you go behind the scenes basically and you create the title and all the things that iTunes and the other podcast networks need to be able to pull your podcast in. And then once you register with these podcasting networks, mainly with um, iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play, um, they will automatically pull from your feed. So when you're listening to a podcast through your app, you're actually listening to it through that person's website. And let it be known that you actually don't have to have an app to listen to our podcast. Yeah. You can just pull it just up go to on both, both of us. Of us Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and we've tried really hard to make sure that our podcast is available on every podcast. Every possible app, thing. Yeah. Podcast medium. But if you have an, a friend who can't find our podcast on their app or you know of an app that we aren't on, please let us know. Yeah, please do. Or one that's not updating right or any of that sort of yeah, stuff. It's we really want to make sure that we're there and accessible for everybody. Yep. So, and then, um, I mean... As far as our emails and everything go, I mostly handle that, but we were very much joint yeah. efforts as far as our responses and our decisions with sponsoring and mm-hmm. our, how we handle all of that. And I mean, it's it's fun. It's been mm-hmm. a journey over the last three months. We've well, and honestly, <laughs> with like the sponsorships, it really has been a weeding process. Like it we have wanted to make sure that anyone that we were associated with and any company or product we're associated with is actually one that we liked and thought would be cool to support. Mm -hmm. And I had heard about 
though our sponsor for this the first part of our first season uh the our sponsor bacon before they even reached out i think it's a really cool new company that's forming and i actually wanted to talk to the founder and ceo his name's hunter sabresos he's really cool and i wanted i reached out and asked him if i could talk with him and do like Mm -hmm. a quick little interview with him on this side hustle episode and let it be known that it's also because bacon the reason we picked it is because we are passionate about people being able to have other alternate ways to provide for their family and that's what it does so anyways he'll talk about it in his little interview well Um, and do know like what Marinsbury said and what I'm saying and even this interview none of this has to do with them being a sponsor it really is just because it's really interesting we were not paid extra for this interview or anything we actually we asked them we asked (laughs) and Hunter is um, a father and Mm -hmm. a husband and he'll talk a little bit about his journey with trying to provide for his family and Mm -hmm. start a business and his side hustles which is something that I think everyone a lot of people can relate to and would be interested to hear so yeah we will now have our little interview segment with Hunter yeah well welcome to the show we're really glad to have you today it's really really exciting as we introduced you just a little bit ago the reason we wanted to have you on today's episode is because the company that you created is literally a way for people to find side hustles right but also it's your side hustle on top of that so it's a cool little combo there yeah um so first of all we um are sure you've had many of your own side hustles through the years as a husband and a father can you tell us about a few of your favorites sure um I think it's great to have certain skills that you can fall back on. Mm-hmm. You know, I started with uh, graphic design mm-hmm. as part of my education. I learned how to do some photography. I was also able to do a lot of conceptualizing around advertising and marketing. Right. And so I worked at advertising agencies a lot mm-hmm. in the beginning part of my career, which also meant I could do some freelance work on the side, yeah. right? Well, that's, that's nice. And one of my favorite things to do is to do fun photography projects. Now, I don't consider myself an expert photographer, but sometimes it raises some great opportunities. Like I've shot some sporting events where I got to be on the field. I've shot some fun studio things where I can um, meet famous people, yeah. those types of things. And uh, when you're doing it as a freelancer, sometimes you can uh, build a relationship with a company, um, offer them a little bit of a discount because you're not a big agency, and sure. it opens up opportunities for you to have some fun experiences. Right. So on top of getting extra income, right. it's a good way to meet new people and do things you wouldn't originally do. Yeah. Yeah. I've done lots of fun little projects that have taken me places and let me do things that that's I cool. don't think I would have normally been able to do. Well, that's a good mindset because I think me personally, I get kind of caught in this rut of being overly focused on the bottom line or the dollar sometimes. Yeah. But I like that idea of you can feel, you know, you can have success and be successful in multiple ways, whether it's through the amount that you get from the side hustle or the experience that you have. I think that's a great, it's a great thing to think about when you're approaching these that, 
sometimes charging less means that you'll get to do some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it can even expose you to some opportunities that might lead to uh, bigger money-making opportunities in the future. Like if you want to learn about a certain topic or a certain skill, Mm -hmm. then maybe you get into it um, a little bit on the cheap so that you can have the exposure to the experience but then be able to take on you know bigger projects in the future, right? Well, that, that's completely true. And I, the other thing I think it benefits is uh, if you get to know the companies and build relationships down the line. If they need a new full time employee or they need someone to bring on that has the skill that you have, they already know you. The relationship <laughs> is totally key, yeah. right? Two like, of two of the full time jobs I've had have been from starting out contracting right. with them. I've been on the other side, actually, Dallin, where I've looked for contractors or I've had to hire. I've been like producing certain things. Sure. And there is nothing better than knowing you have someone you can call on like yeah. on the last minute to help save you on a project. Yeah. And so having that trust and relationship is huge. Mm-hmm. And if you can build that, I think that's really useful. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of strange because I don't know how much this was going on 50 years ago, (laughs) you know, I feel like the landscapes changed a lot where kind of this side contract work, having one side hustle or multiple is what the normal has become. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You kind of have to jump into some of these to survive, which is kind of cool as its benefits and it's, you know, pros and cons. Hopefully it's not too much pressure so that people have to sacrifice, you know, their personal, the things they like to do in their personal life. Sure. But what's best is if you can kind of make your personal life also your side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's um, the key, one hundred percent the key. Because if you have something like we've talked about this episode, of if you have something that you like to do that's creative, and then you can translate that over, that's a that's an awesome thing to do. So here's my question then: talking about transferring an idea over, where did you get the idea for bacon? And what would your mission statement, I guess, be oh, for the company? Yeah, great. Um, so I was working for another company, and the reason why uh, I considered it sort of a side hustle is it started off as that. That's awesome. It was a contract. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was doing basic branding style contracting. Then I became more fully involved with this mm-hmm. project. And then we recently basically rebooted the project to be something new, which is bacon we're super excited about. That's great. Um, the reason why we thought of the idea is everyone we talked to when we went to different shows or we talked with clients, mm-hmm. they always asked us about, uh, do you have a solution for bringing on great talent? Right. And there's lots of different solutions out there, but we wanted to provide something that was unique and that we felt was a new approach um, because obviously the problem still existed. And so new solutions to old problems, right? So that's what we tried to introduce in terms of our mission statement. Um, you know, we are all about helping people build confidence. Um, I have so many great stories of people who I've talked to close family members who have been through maybe a time of unemployment. And we believe that, um, so when you have a job, it leads to you feeling like you've got a purpose. And when you have a purpose, your self-confidence grows, sure. right? And so we're all about helping with um, building people's self-confidence through good work. Yeah, I love that. I think that's, that's really cool because 
what you're essentially doing is setting up kind of these opportunities that we've been talking about to get into side hustling and contracting without needing to do it on your own. Right. You can have the assistance and the confidence right. boost that you would need on top of There's that. opportunities plat- and a platform to help you build that up. And that's yeah. not always easy for someone who's just starting off trying to do that. Sure. And we wanted to help kind of build that up for people. That's awesome. So how can Bacon help people find a side hustle? Well, let me answer that by telling a quick story. Okay. So we just did a pilot in Texas. Mm-hmm. And... We had six individuals show up to help this particular uh, company open a new store. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't believe the kind of people that actually showed up. I think sometimes people think of uh, temp workers or people who do side gigs as mm-hmm. not as good as traditional workers. Right. But that's mm-hmm. not the case that we found. Um, we had someone show up who was a med school student. <laughs> we had awesome. someone show up who was an assistant manager at a restaurant. Right insurance adjuster, an insurance adjuster. Um, We've had lots of different styles of people show up to these jobs who are really highly qualified. Mm -hmm. The trick is they just don't have the flexibility in their schedule to work something regular. So this med school student, we we loved this guy. He drove two hours to get to this (laughs) opportunity. It was a $10 an hour opportunity. Why did he do it? Because he said, I have a hard enough time as it is with my schedule mm-hmm. to fit something in, right? Right. So for me to try and take time to go find something first and then work the side gig, it's just a lot of time for him to try to fit into a med school student's uh, schedule. So, you know, he, I, we asked him, we asked this individual after the work, why did he drive so far and work so hard? Mm-hmm. He said, because I had an opportunity and I wanted to show them that I'm a hard worker. I wanted to show them that they could hire me again. And I just want to make good use of the free time that I have. Mm-hmm. If I have to spend that same time looking for something, it's a waste of his time, of his free time. So uh, if they get onto the platform and uh, look for those opportunities, I think that we're going to, we're hoping we have plenty of opportunities for people to start with. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what's cool to me about this whole platform and why we have been partners so far and been sponsored by you guys is because I like the idea of taking your talents you already have, the things, sort of things you're interested in, instead of wasting time binge watching YouTube or, you know, hey, watching some TV or whatever. I love doing those things. But instead of doing that, you can spend some time going and building relationships at other companies, making some side money for vacations. And I think it's awesome. It's beneficial for everyone. It's yeah. great. And I like what he was saying. You can supersede the time that it takes to find something by just going on and right. being available. Now, side hustles in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe some advice on how to start that, Yeah, you know, aside from even on our platform. I think it's a good idea to start with some of the talents you already have. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the best things you can do is just focus on building relationships with people. So yeah. if there's someone who you want to work with, take them to lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And have a conversation with them. And even if they don't have work for you right then, someday they're going to reach out to you when they're in need. Yes. And 
that I think that that's a really great way of uh, building relationships with people even before you start working. Well, that's true. I had someone to literally today reach out to me about doing more work for them. I haven't talked to them for probably six, seven months. But months ago, I helped with something and yeah. you, you stay connected. Yeah, it right. really is. That's another thing, too. I don't know how to exactly explain this or, or demonstrate this um, to everyone. But you have everyone has certain skills that are marketable and that they can use. I always felt like I need to grow up and kind of get a big kid job and right. <laughs> you know, follow down wear the suit and tie to work and everything. And I didn't think stuff like videos yeah, and yeah. photography and that, you know, I didn't think that would become work. I think I could make money doing that. Everyone is an expert at something because we spend our time doing stuff. Right. And so I, like I've had this conversation before with my sister where she's trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And, and she's really good at photography. And so she's thinking about going maybe and doing, some other stuff she's never done, which is good. But I said, well, what about chasing after that photography? There's a lot of companies that'll pay you to do some photo shoots or pay you for, you know, coming out and even just redoing their employee handbook with all the people's mm. pictures, right? And she started doing that and is finding success with that, you know? That's great. Because it's, awesome. it's stuff you know how to do. So I, I love that. Uh, on top of chasing after, you know, or besides getting this extra income, what positive role do you think that side hustles or creative work and endeavors play into a person's life? I think that we all want to explore who we are, Mm -hmm. right? Who we are as a person. And we don't want to be labeled as one thing only. Um, We want to be good at something. I think everyone wants to feel good. I think everyone wants to feel valued. Uh, that's what we believe in as in our company is helping people feel valued through that work that they do. But I think that side hustles, creative projects are where you kind of still get to be a kid mm-hmm. when you're an adult, right? You get to explore some of your talents. You get to explore some of your abilities. Maybe you don't have any talents or abilities in this particular area, yeah. but through a side hustle, you might be able to try and develop them, Right. And so I think it's like doing the education that um, high school and college doesn't provide for you, right? And you get to make it yourself. What education do you want? Um, What value can you provide to the world? And how can you have fun doing that particular thing? I think that side hustles are a great way to explore yourself and the work that you like to do. I love that. I agree 100%. So I personally feel like Marin is a superhero because of all the things that she juggles and balances in her life, and it's awesome. And uh, something early on when we were first starting out in our marriage was she was wondering, you know, does she... She was wondering how she could continue using the skills that she's developed professionally as well as uh, you know, using some of these writing skills that she's had, these creative things, while also balancing the lifestyle that she wanted to at home. It was we talked about this earlier. Uh, she and I discussed it, and we were okay to split things, but she really wanted to stay home with the kids. So that's what we've established. So 
My question to you is, have you seen through working with people on bacon or uh, just in other parts of your professional life, have you seen a way that people have been able to balance uh, both these these lives, especially stay-at-home parents? Well, I'll tell you what, Dallin, there really is a really talented, educated, and capable group of people that are largely not in the workforce Mm -hmm. just because of they they put a high priority on what's happening at home, right? right? And um, that's one of the things that I'm so excited about because I think we can get those people opportunities that they would otherwise not take. Like, let me give you an example. My wife finished her degree, or I guess her certificate, Mm -hmm. as a CNA, Certified Nursing Assistant, right? Mm -hmm. She worked for about a year, and then she couldn't really fit the schedule because we had a new child, and that took her out of the that opportunity for a while. Sure. So then she went back to look for jobs and she couldn't really find anything that fit her schedule. First, they wanted her to work a certain weekday. She couldn't do that. Weekends, she couldn't do that. She was willing to work on her own schedule. Yeah. But instead, she had to let her license expire because she couldn't find anything that fit her schedule. I Mm -hmm. think there's so many people out there that are in that situation. And I would love to be able to give them opportunities to try things out, go over here and ex- use those skills mm-hmm. or take an opportunity and use those skills that they've been educated on and have had experience on. You know, they're so capable and they can really help out some of these organizations that need some help. For sure. It's a tough thing to balance for sure. Family life, work life, you know, your, ta- your talents and hobbies are, it's tough to balance for sure. And I think that's why we need more opportunities for flexibility when it comes to how Mm -hmm. we use our time. Well, and you know what I'm thinking? I think the toughest thing I've ever done in my life up to this point is having and raising the kids that we have. Yeah. I love them to death. They have been such a great way for me to learn so far. And I even think about it and I think there are skills that I've developed by like through the kids, like mm-hmm. through raising the kids, sure. I feel like I've become a better leader. I've become a little bit more dedicated and more patient. And, right. and I think some of these skills too would be useful in the workplace. For you know? sure. Yeah. I've, my wife and I as well, we've, we were raising multiple kids. We've been to parenting classes mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I've, <laughs> I've learned things from people and I'm like, I should use that at work. I should repeat myself and make sure that I'm being clearly understood. Not yeah. that I'm trying to treat my employees like kids, sure. not at all. They're super capable, uh-huh. but it's just a great way of communicating. Why aren't yeah. we using better communication all the time, right? right. So anyway, yeah, for sure. Um, there's so much to learn from both at home things, you know, and at work things that we run into day to day. I love it. Um, the While I've still got you, the last thing I want to ask you is, what words of encouragement would you give to those who are overwhelmed or struggling to know how to provide for their family? I think that's something I worry about all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or people that you know are stuck in the thick of it and feel like there's no way out. Can I give two pieces of advice? Let's hear them. Uh, the first one would be, just start working, like find something. And that's what, that's what we're based on, right? Yeah. Like find something because when you get into that spiral of I don't have something that I'm doing, mm-hmm. 
maybe I'm not valuable. Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. That's just not true, right? To somebody, you are a valuable, important worker who's got talent, right? So find something and just be good at it. Even if it's something that maybe you're you're better educated at than you might think initially that it's below the type of work that you should be getting. I would say start somewhere and build on that. Build on that confidence and, um, you know, try and make your way through. I think, I don't know if it's just the way things are, but there's quite a bit of people feeling like they have to be bigger than they actually need to be, right? Like start somewhere and you'll get to the destination you want eventually. So, yeah, I would say start somewhere. You'll get to where you need to be. I love that. Um, The second piece of advice that I would give specifically about a side hustle. I think it's important for your side hustle to be something that you like to do, but it's also important for that thing to be something other people would like to buy, right? Right. In order for it to be successful, someone's got to want it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a product. It could be a service. It could be a lot of different things. But I think sometimes what we do is we think, oh, this would be really cool. And then we go out and make something only to find out that, it's cool to you, but maybe not to everybody else. Yeah. There's ways to experiment with that, try things out. Obviously, you can ask friends and family like how they would respond to that. At best, you should ask potential customers. You can even post things online and see how people respond to that through social media, even place ads for relatively cheap to see how people respond to that. And if you find something that you think a lot of people are passionate about, well, then it's both something interesting to you and something worth your time doing. So don't get too far down the line before you've tested the market, if you will. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm glad I'm on the right track. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's always what I've done. I've always tried really cheap. Like, So right. for example, I've, I've done music lessons a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Taught guitar lessons and all that sort of stuff. So I started out by doing them for $3. I'll teach you what I know about guitar and music writing for three bucks. (laughs) And it worked. Like, and that wasn't a big risk, you know, because if I failed at it, it's like, oh, it's only three dollars. Right. Didn't hurt anybody. But it never hurt anyone, so I was comfortable. Okay, now that I've taught a few students, I'm gonna bump it up to ten dollars. Yeah. That was like that was crazy money right there, (laughs) you know, like ten bucks a lesson. But until eventually it was building something that I felt like, okay, this is people want it. This is how much they'll pay for it. And it yeah. was a, a what I, I think, like a risk-free attempt. Didn't right. harm anyone. It made yeah. everyone happy on both right. sides. Yeah, I mean, I did, I've done lots of projects like this. Mm-hmm. I learned from a great entrepreneur, and he taught me about live market tests. And what a live market test is, is you're trying to copy what it would be like as real as possible, without putting in all of the money and time and effort to make it the real thing, right? So, you know, you're saying, I'll teach you what I know for $3. Mm -hmm. Later on, I'll teach you a lot more for a lot more, right? And so you're testing the waters to see if people are going to like that. And that's a great thing to do right off the bat with, uh, you know, side hustles. So you don't get too far down the line. Yeah. Without knowing that it's because you don't want to put all your life savings into something right. to have it crash and burn. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast for these few minutes, Hunter. You're an inspiration to us, and 
if people wanted to connect with you, reach out to you through email or something, what would be the best way for them to come into contact? Right. We're super excited to take on anybody who's ready to get started right now with Side Hustle. Um, but we are officially launching in November. November 1st, we're Perfect. launching with our online platform. That's going to be at www.bacon.work. You can go there now and sign up before we launch. There's lots of advantages to that. Um, and we'll, we are already looking for jobs for people. We've got restaurants, retailers. We have even some manufacturers and people working in the medical space. Great. So there's opportunities available, and we're just kind of doing it manually right now, live mm-hmm. market testing it, if you will. Yeah. Right? And then when we launch in November, there'll be plenty of opportunities for people to have. Well, that's perfect. You heard him. If you want to get the awesome thing that they're doing as far as uh, a bonus for our listeners, if you go to www dot bacon dot work slash both of us you will get five dollars after you work your first job so this has been really great thank you so much for coming on the show today thanks down appreciate it well i loved that i thought that was really cool what do you think Marin? yeah that was great it's really i mean just a cool story it's a side hustle that he felt passionate about trying to find ways to get people to being empowered by doing side hustles. So I think it was really cool. I really enjoyed talking with Hunter and I'm really glad he gave me the time to, to talk with him. Yeah. And again, I mean, this is not, (laughs) we're not trying to push bacon as a company, you know, through that interview. I just, I love his passion and his story and his Mm -hmm. creativity. And I think that, Part of why side hustles are important are because of the creative aspect, the the time to pursue something that you feel passionate about, whatever that may be. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And the thing is, is like, I don't think side hustles are fair. And I don't even think it's a qualification to like <laughs> be successful or something. No, not I don't all. think that it even is necessary. You know, I just think that, if you have a talent and you want to try and make something out of it by either making income or not, maybe you just want to use your talent and have a side project that you work on that you put out there. That's awesome. That's really cool. And I just think it's important that in our busy, busy schedules, our busy, crazy, crazy lives that we take some time to do things that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think that, if you don't have a side hustle, obviously it's okay. I think <laughs> yeah, that yeah, 100% <laughs> it's people okay. are already giving their all to a full-time job, to being a full-time parent, mm-hmm. um, being a stay-at-home mom. And I, there are a lot of you who have reached out and said, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I feel like I don't have anything else besides right. that. And to those people, I always respond and say, you don't need anything else. No. Like yeah. you No, you really don't. If you don't want or feel like it is healthy for your family to pursue something else or add uh-huh. something else to your plate, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped advertising my lettering business yeah, for sure. because I felt in my heart like it wasn't right for me to do that at that time for my family. So, yeah. this episode is in no way <laughs> supposed to make you feel like you need to (laughs) but i think for those who want to and maybe don't know how to get started i hope that 
this has maybe given you some inspiration. And Mm -hmm. I think as far as my biggest advice as to how to get started is my advice would be, and we'll hear yours in a second, Mm -hmm. would be to just start. Yeah. The only thing holding you back is is yourself. And I know that sounds really cheesy. (laughs) No, I I hold myself back all the time. Too much planning or wanting it to be just right, wanting your site to be just right or your social media page to be Mm -hmm. just right, wanting to be perfect at whatever this is, wanting to um, have an audience or whatever. Whatever's holding you back that you're trying to get just right before you start or Mm -hmm. um, whatever fear you have, whether you think too many people already do that, there's not room for me in that space yeah, or anything. I mean, that's just false. Mm-hmm. There's always room for yeah. one more person to, to do what they're passionate about. And there's always going to be somebody who is interested in what you have to offer. And so whatever your excuse is, it's unless you feel like it's not right mm-hmm. in your heart. But I mean, if you're making excuses and you're just afraid or you don't know how to start, or you feel like it needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Just set that aside and just, just start yeah. because things will work themselves out as you go. Sure. Well, I agree hundred percent. I think a big key is you have to get, I think us as people, as humans just need to get really good at failing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're also scared of putting ourselves out there trying new things. But if you look at your talents and the things that you've been born with, the talents that you've developed as well, we you got there because you failed along the process, right? You didn't mm-hmm. play the piano completely right as you were learning. You didn't know how to take a great picture when you first picked up the camera. But that's the process. And I don't feel like I've been super scared of failing i just can kind of laugh it off and that's why i feel like you know i feel happy with some of these things that i've been able to do it's been great Mm -hmm. but i will say kind of to a point of what you were just barely saying is some of the happiest times i've had and some of the hardest and saddest and most difficult times i've had have been through this and through side hustles and i think that it's important that you have that balance because i take on way too many things Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes like we got to slow down, get rid of some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my piece of advice for anyone interested in trying to do side hustles, find the thing that you feel like you're good at. Find the thing that you like doing. Can you walk into a room and know what you would change about it to make it look nice? Are you good at illustration? Are you good at painting? Are you good at music? Even if you're mediocre at these things, those are great things to tap into. You don't need to learn a new skill. You can highlight the skills that you already have. And you know what? If you can impact one person off of the talent that you have, that is plenty. That is plenty. Really though. And one last thing that came to me as you were saying that was a conversation you and I had like two nights ago Mm -hmm. where we were talking about how sometimes it's overwhelming, everything we've taken on and one of us said the phrase, you know, less is more simplify. And so I think simplifying and doing less things, but things that you are really good at and care a lot about versus a lot of things that you feel Mm -hmm. meh about will always be more successful. Yeah. Because 
living a simplified, balanced life with things that you really care about, I think will always be more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, it's been a joy talking with you guys this awesome day, this wonderful Tuesday. You guys are amazing. You're great parents. You're doing a good job with your life. <laughs> Just all keep going. <laughs> if you have anything else to add to this, what we've said, I mean, we aren't experts. We're just people who do this. Mm-hmm. And so if you have something to add or... Something we left out, let us tell know. Tell us about your side hustle too, because I love to support if I can. Yeah, and we love new ideas and it's awesome to hear about other people's successes. So please yeah. tell us what you think. Tell and us what about your done. side hustles and, and share this episode with anyone who you think maybe would like to hear about it. Someone who needs some inspiration or someone who you feel like could add to what we've had to say because um, the way that we're able to continue to grow our little side hustle of our podcast is through um, you sharing it with your friends and those Mm -hmm. that you love and we appreciate you doing that and subscribing and reviewing and um, all of the different ways that you support us it means the world to us because this is our side hustle and this helps us support our family and we really appreciate you all Yep, you guys are amazing And please go and subscribe, visit bothofus.net, and have just an amazing and awesome week. We're going to have an amazing guest next week. I'm not going to say who, because every time I say, they cancel. (laughs) So, it's going to be a good guest. we have to push it back. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but regardless of who it is, it will be amazing. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) You're amazing. Have a great week. Bye.